All right, well, welcome back to the On Mission Together podcast with Bishop Ken Carter. My name is Jason DeMeo, and on this podcast, we are going to be talking about the feedback grid. Uh, the feedback grid is a design thinking tool that we've used in a lot of different contexts. It helps a lot. We've heard a lot of great feedback from a lot of uh, pastors saying, uh, clergy members saying, this is a great tool for us. So we wanted to uh, show you how to use it, and then also while we're using it, kind of walk through the feedback grid on the Florida UMC, the movement that is happening. So just real quick, well, welcome, Bishop Carter. It's great to be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, the feedback grid is just literally like a plus sign. If you're writing it, it's just a big plus sign, has four quadrants. And we usually spend about 15 minutes in each quadrant if we're doing kind of like a feedback grid. Today, we'll probably only spend two to three minutes on each one. Um, but the first one is, what do you love? So you could write love in the first quadrant or a heart there. And you're talking about things that you really love about the movement. The second is a triangle or a delta. It's what you would change. So what are the things that you might see that, I mean, if these things changed, it would be better. Um, the next one is the exclamation point. What are some new ideas that you have for those changes? And then the last one is a question mark, which represents maybe some still lingering questions or things that you might not totally understand or have questions about still. So for us, it works great because a lot of times when you ask for feedback, a lot of times you just get complaints or cri criticism and it turns into this session where it's like, oh no, like this is very negative. Um, a feedback grid has really helped us keep things forward focused, future focused, um, while still getting to talk about some of the things that need to be changed. So right. without further ado, let's yeah. get into the feedback right. grid. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about love. Let's start there. What are some of the things that you see in the, the conference that you're like, man, this is going great. I love what's going on. This is working. Right. Thank you, Jason. Uh, and thanks for uh, the MLab work that's been done. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our folks have been through this and and for for just this tool. Uh, again, the upper left-hand quadrant of uh, a piece of paper or however you're doing this would focus on what's positive, what do you love. And as I look at the Florida Conference, uh, I feel very blessed to be here. Uh, I think uh, we are blessed by just an abundance of leaders. Mm -hmm. I would say courageous leaders, some of them pastors of local churches, some serve on staffs of local churches. Many are lay leaders who care deeply about some of the institutions of our conference and just live their faith where they are. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, that's a real positive. Uh, we also are blessed by, um, by strong male and female leaders in our conference. That's just been a part of our tradition. That's awesome. And uh, we are blessed by leaders of different ethnicities uh, and different ages. I think we have some remarkable younger adult leaders. So all that's positive. Um, I think we also have some of the strongest local churches in our denomination. Mm. Uh, and I realize there are challenges in every local church. If I were talking to someone from their church, they would point out to me the challenges. Right. But I want to begin with what's positive. They are really influencing things for God's kingdom. Uh, and then we have a few connectional ministries that are just really that I just love that are very positive. And one is the Warren Willis camp. Mm -hmm. One is some of our campus ministries, our children's home, which really saves the lives of some children and young people. And so to me, all that's positive. And that's where I began. I, I believe in appreciative inquiry, which is you start with your strengths. That's good. I love it. So the people, um, some of the ministries you guys have going on, right. the local churches, mm -hmm. strengths that are right, there. Right. Um, what are if we move into the, some of the challenges or things that you might mm -hmm. say if these things were changing mm -hmm. or adjusted, mm -hmm. 
we'd be in a better in a better spot. What would you say some of those things are? Yeah, I would say that what needs to change, uh, what what's our what are our areas of growth? Florida grew so rapidly from like 1950 to 2000 mm-hmm. that these churches just grew because people were just flowing to them right from the Midwest, from the Northeast. And, and we kind of got a little complacent. Hmm. We just sort of thought that we will always grow. We will right. always be strong. And, and we didn't have to work that hard to reach new people hmm. or to... And so I would even say we became less passionate about people. Yeah. Uh, and so what needs to change is rediscovering a passion for people. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that needs to change. And we also built some churches very close together. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and so what needs to change is we are in the midst of looking at, in, in terms of God's kingdom, how can we help every local church be as strong as it can be? And yeah. how can we help every local church adapt, connect to its mission field, be passionate about people? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's something that needs to change. And, and that's in part our really trying to honor the resources God has given us and use those resources for their highest purpose. Uh, I think um, something else that needs to change is, uh, I think it's around diversity. And interestingly, we had a conversation around the mindsets and my two mindsets that need the most work are passion about people and diversity. <laughs> and it's not accidental that, that those may be the mindsets that need the most work in our local churches. Right. If local churches are passionate about people and if they see diversity as a strength, right. most of our churches are planted around a lot of diversity. Yeah. And our churches that suffer, that shrink, are ones that have never adapted to the diversity that's all around them. Mm. So everyone in the church might be uh, say a certain kind of person mm-hmm. and everyone around them might be another kind of person, right? Yeah. Could be age, could be ethnicity. And so what needs to change is passion around people. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say, thirdly, uh, are just getting more clarity about how we can make disciples. Yeah. You know, that's very basic, but building discipleship systems, but creating paths for people to start where they are and become a stronger disciple. That's good. I like how you link the two there a little bit. Mindsets, passion about people and strengthened mm-hmm. by diversity. Like you kind of need to eat, to to do either one of those. You kind of need to have both of them in a, mm-hmm. in a way. So right, right. Um, I think that's cool. And then even just interviewing some of the, the pastors around the country. We've done some work in Texas and St. Louis, uh, UMC pastors. Yeah. The ones that seem to have thriving churches are passionate. There's that. There's right. this deep passion about people. They have vision. Like so, um, I think that that passion really would would serve a lot of pastors well if they rekindle the passion for people, sure. embrace the diversity. You you'd be right. surprised to see how your church can grow on that. So right, right, right. So any ideas that have just been kicking around? So we've moved from things you love, things that might need a little change. Uh, what are some things that maybe, hey, this is an idea that might help that change or strengthen some of the things that we love? Um, any ideas sure. that you've heard or have? Sure. And uh, here I would say uh, I don't think I'm the um, source of every good idea. I think the ideas are really out there among people, among leaders. People have thought, yeah. why, why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? But uh, I tend to think uh, ideas are often taking a strength 
from one place mm-hmm. and connecting it to someone else. So, yeah. so a lot of our local churches don't have, say, a lot of young adults. Mm-hmm. Many of them don't. Some do, but many don't. So the, the question I've always wondered about idea is uh, how could local churches look more like the camp? Yeah. Where you have a lot of a great young question. adults. Yeah. Or how could local church ministries with uh, young adults look more like the campus ministries, mm. our healthier campus ministries? And and Fresh Expressions is a model of that. It's sure. an idea about taking small groups and things that happen in bars and coffee settings mm-hmm. and and so but but the ideas are really taking what are our strengths, um, you know, how can we uh utilize the gifts of some of our best leaders through technology to to help places that are less resourced yeah you know how can and this is a little bit of our ego and our pride but how can we be willing to learn from someone Mm -hmm. who might be very different than me but who is really connecting yeah and and god's blessing them so those are just some ideas and and i think uh People gather together a lot. Uh, they do search search out each other on what's working for you. Uh, how did you start a Celebrate Recovery? Mm-hmm. How did you start a ministry with men or a ministry with women? Or uh, how did you connect with uh, the homeless who were mm-hmm. right outside your church door? Right. Or, or the, you know, this church is in a very urban downtown area and has figured out something very creative. Yeah. And so another downtown urban church goes and, and gets ideas from them. Yeah. And when you see that, it's really wonderful. That's really good. Yeah, yeah I think there's, man, there's just so many good things about the movement that you just got to kind of find and re uh, kind of think the way that you're going to do it. Uh, my wife was really impacted by Emmaus walks right, and the different right. kind of retreat like things that, right, that you all have right. done over the past. It's like, those are some real strengths. How can you freshen them up, Absolutely. make them better? Um, and another idea is that I've heard kind of kicking around at some of these different M labs and things is this idea of the use of space. Mm-hmm. You guys are blessed with a lot of space. It's like oh, there's a lot of buildings, and, and a lot of people don't have that. People are scrapping for, for buildings, entrepreneurs, and all these different people. And it's been neat to see how people are finding different ways to think about space and their building. And I think that that's a natural thing that's kind of happening in culture right now, that people are not just seeing a space as we only meet here for Sundays, and that's what this church is for. But how can we bring more value to our community? I mean, kind of the cliche one is that people are starting to do more co-working inside of things, but it's not really clear. It's, it's a way to bring new right. energy into your space. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that Absolutely. up. And then have you seen any good ideas around the reimagining of space? Absolutely. Absolutely. So think about that. And then so maybe that's a question for people to think about. We've moved from uh, what we love, what we would change, some ideas to maybe that's a lingering question. How can you use space better? Um, Any other questions that you would have? Maybe the either how might we questions or just like questions that are still kind of lingering uh, with the conference. Yeah, I think the questions that that I tend to think about are simply um, how can we create more healthy, vital local churches Mm -hmm. that can be externally focused. Uh, How can we do that uh, as an annual conference? Uh, How can we support uh, leaders in their creativity Mm -hmm. to start new ministries? And MLab is a part of that, but how can we do that? I think also how can we um, 
be a united church uh, when clearly there are real differences around how people see human sexuality mm-hmm. and, and in the way they read scripture. Right. But how can we uh, be one body? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, part of the answer to that question for me is to see the strengths as strengths we really want to preserve right. and build on and not disrupt. Uh, and so those are questions for me as, as leaders. Uh, how do I begin to focus on how God is blessing us and uh, continue to build on that? Uh, and so those are some of the questions I have. I think uh, people have different questions. We've mm-hmm. talked about this in the work on story brand and the POV. Yeah. Uh, a, a young adult clergy has, might have particular questions. A person at the end of life mm-hmm. uh, might have a very, very different questions. And uh, but uh, uh, I think uh, a feedback grid, I would say, kind of in closing, is how can we build a culture where you know at a local church there's a group of leaders who have a way of getting feedback. Mm-hmm. At a district, there's a group of leaders who have a yes. way of getting feedback. Uh, we get. We don't probably have perfect feedback mechanisms or mm-hmm. tools, but you know we are around the conference a lot. We're with people a lot. We do surveys. The regional gatherings are, are a part of that kind of feedback loop mm-hmm. of listening to questions, trying to respond to them, trying to see people face-to-face. Uh, and so uh, I, I think uh, I wanted us to explore the feedback grid because... Uh, you know, if we don't get feedback, um, we may get stuck, or we may we may be doing harm. Yeah. You know, in a way, and that, not even know it, and not even know it, or we may just not be using our gifts in the best possible way. And so, uh, I appreciate just the conversation about about that. Yeah. So, if you're listening, uh, maybe you could think about how you could use the feedback grid in your context. A great way that we use is we get together people who really care about the movement. So you don't just want people in here just want to tear things down, but get together people who might have that, what we talked about earlier, thanks, where it's like they got a little bit of angst, but they are really thankful for where they're at. Bring five or 10 of them together, make a fun environment, maybe do an hour, two hours if you want, have a meal, have some food, get some music going in the room and say, hey, we, we value your feedback. We can't implement all of this. But, man, it'll help us uh, shape a better future if you are a part of this. So kind of walk them through each of the quadrants. Um, And then at the end, the questions are really powerful to kind of linger on. So you kind of like will see things that are challenges in your context. You'll see things that are strengths in your context. You may have some new ideas. Then I would say move to what we call a how might we statement and add maybe three of these how might we's to a whiteboard and say, how might we use our space better? How might we create a more uh, thriving discipleship culture? How might we, whatever your how might we is in your your setting, you put those up, people can keep adding their sticky notes or their ideas to that. And this idea of feedback and empathy kind of gets built into your culture. And we think that that's the best way to design futures. So thank you for walking us through that, Bishop Carter. And uh, we will see you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you.